my journey of making our home and lifestyle more zero waste, I've taken up cloth diapering with my newborn. Tonight, I'm excited to talk about cloth diapering and what it takes to start a business of this scale that is environmentally friendly, uh, accessible, and serves the mommy market with the founder of Cloth Diapering Service, Sandy of Luludoo. Use the hashtag YFE chat to tweet your takeaways and check in on YFELive.com. Ferdano. Make sure that you, again, use the hashtag YFEChat to tweet your takeaways tonight. I'm also on the uh, Twitter handle at Jennifer Dono. Uh, tonight's episode, like I was saying, is all about cloth diapering, which is a, a passion of mine for personal reasons, but also for, in a business sense, I'm very interested in starting eco-friendly businesses. How do we make sure, I, and a lot of you have heard me talk about zero waste in the past, something that we're doing personally in our own home, and I want to see how we can extend that within the business community. So Sandy's on with me tonight. Really excited to bring her on. But before we do, let's go ahead and talk about our sponsor, MailChimp. MailChimp is the best way to design, send, and share email newsletters. You can get started today at MailChimp.com for free. And of course, make sure that you sign up for our mailing list at yfe.me forward slash mailed it to find out the latest and everything young female entrepreneurs. So just to give you a quick bio on what Luludu is, Luludu is a cloth diaper laundry service located in Los Angeles. They deliver organic cloth diapers to your doorstep with their convenient weekly service. So Sandy, thank you so much for joining us tonight. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. So tell us a little bit more about uh, the reason why you started Luludoo. Because, oh, here's the thing. I have been cloth diapering now for a couple weeks, or not a couple weeks, six weeks. Oh my gosh, time goes by really fast. <laughs> six weeks. And uh, my cloth del uh, delivery guy said he's been delivering to my area for 30 years. Wow. <laughs> I live in a rural area in the Seattle area. Uh, so I've just thought that Los Angeles has been doing this because you guys are kind of in the forefront for everything usually. So uh, why is it that Luludu started? I mean, I feel like there should have been someone like my service in the market already. Was there? There actually was. Yep. There's um, actually in LA, there's several, several diaper services that service all of LA. We're a huge area. So lots of families that, that are using cloth diapers. But my journey actually started um, with my daughter. When I was pregnant with her, I really wanted to sort of have her come into the world in the most natural way possible. So cloth diapering was one of those sort of uh, natural progressions, I guess. So I did a lot of research and what I found was that a lot of the information was online. So I went ahead and bought a ton of type, different types of diapers and I spent several hundred dollars and then didn't really find what I wanted. Um, and then finally I did settle on a certain type of diaper and what happened was every time I would put or change her in public, people would come up to me and say, oh my gosh, what is that? That's a cloth diaper, that's so awesome. They don't look like what I thought they were gonna look like, etc." And every conversation ended with, oh, but I don't wanna wash my own diapers. Every single conversation. So I got to thinking that maybe there's something viable here. Started doing a lot of market research and realized that, yes, there were some diaper services in the area, but there were some improvements that could also be made. And 
through my research, I realized what those sort of changes could um, could be. And we did that and we launched Lulu Do four years ago. So, I mean, you mentioned it uh, briefly of why you chose to do the cloth diapering route, the idea of bringing your daughter in naturally to the world. Is that a, the most common reason why most families do it? Or is there other reasons that are onto that? I know like the Honest Company is in your area too, and they've tried to make uh, the disposable diapers more of a natural type of a uh, process of diapering your ch- your children. But um, <laughs> so what other reasons do people do use uh, cloth diapers for? So obviously environmental is one. Um, there's a lot of misconceptions with disposables. A lot of what we call greenwashing, where they'll make a disposable look like it's eco-friendly, but in reality it's not. Um, so we're trying to really educate families about that. So environmental is one. Um, price is another. Um, families will save money even using a service because a service um, actually in the long run costs a lot less than using a disposable product, um, partly because children potty learn quite a bit earlier. Um, so environmental, economic, and the fact that it's just so much better for your baby, there's no chemicals at all sitting against your baby's skin so children are just left to sort of use a really natural product against their skin and it's just really great all around interesting so as far as the company goes i mean we talked about this uh before i brought you on i was just telling everyone that there's a sign here let me post it up here i saw on your facebook page or on your website maybe uh that it's santa barbara ventura highway los angeles now this is something that you expanded what was the timeline as far as that goes and how you've uh started the company Just recently, actually, we acquired a door diaper service. They were in Santa Barbara. I want to say they were going on five or six years. And Hannah, the previous owner, had built a really, we had built a relationship with each other. We would network and bounce ideas off of each other. Um, And one day she approached me actually about two years ago and she said that she was sort of done with the service. She was going to either sell it or move on from a diaper service and I sort of prodded and asked why and essentially to start a diaper service of the caliber that we have takes quite a bit of effort as far as like permits and city codes etc and she was having a lot of roadblocks with that and she just couldn't do it any longer so Yep, and so what we actually decided to do two years back was she actually contracted out the wash to us. So every week we would pick up um, her soil diapers and then bring them to our facility. We'd wash them for her, sanitize them, and repack them, and then we deliver them again to her. So you were already doing it, basically. We were doing all of the laundry for her. And then just most recently, her and her family um, decided to move back to Australia, which is where her husband originally is from. And um, that's how we were able to merge the two companies. That's interesting. So how did you actually learn how to do all of this stuff? Because I, like I mentioned before we went live, I got really excited because I was uh, doing my research, going through your Facebook page and actually saw my diaper truck on your Facebook page and was like, oh my gosh, that looks just like my diaper truck. And I'm like, oh, because she's in Seattle. (laughs) So, I mean, what was the process from the point where you said, I need to get this started to actually starting and what did you do in that time frame? A lot of research. (laughs) I bet. 
Okay. Um, I already had my daughter. She was tiny. So we would put her down to bed at about 7, 7.30. And from that point on, tons of research till 12, 1 in the morning. Um, but one day we went to a, a conference for for cloth diaper service and retail companies or manufacturers, I should say. Um, and there I met Mark from Seattle Diaper Service. And we were chatting out in the hallway. He mentioned how he had acquired the service, wow, some years back and how it's been going really well in Seattle. And he invited me and my husband to go toward his facility, which at the time I thought it was very generous of him. Um, but later in retrospect, looking back, I realized what an amazing opportunity that was. He actually, Dana, which is his manager who oversees the entire operation, literally um, showed us piece by piece his whole um, diaper service in and out, open books, looked at machinery, uh, manufacturers, etc. This was a two day process. Um, and we're still in contact with them today. We'll bounce ideas off of them, et cetera. Um, but that was really the first um, time when I realized, oh my God, this is bigger than I thought it was gonna be because their facility is humongous. It's just awesome. I don't know if you've ever been there. No, but I awesome. literally, they just brought me diapers and it was so fun to look through that. So, I mean, that's a pretty crazy thing. Now, did you ask for the tour? Or was that something he offered? Because they have a very generic name. It's just baby diaper service. Mm -hmm. And when you search in Seattle, they're the only ones that come up. And it feels almost natural that they could have expanded to Los Angeles, but instead they basically gave you how their how to manual and how to do it yourself exactly they actually offered it to us uh, i'm sort of an introvert in some respects i would have never um asked for the tour my husband always says you have to be a little more assertive etc but i i just couldn't but that was something that he really sort of invited us to see um yeah and since then we've invited i want to say four or five other diaper services who are opening up or in the process of it opening up to come look at our, our space. I love that because yeah. I mean, your mission is bigger than just, I'm going to grow this big business type of a thing. You could have expanded it. Again, you have a very generic name as well. Lulu do you could take that anywhere. doesn't yeah. need to be in Los Angeles, but it exactly. is, it's part of a bigger mission of helping these families get to and the driver. I have to tell you this, Sandy, it's so funny. Yeah. The thing, and I've read your Facebook page, uh, the reviews, and every single review says something about customer service and how pleasant you guys are. And the pictures, the the link that you go to to teach parents how to cloth diaper is incredible. But my yeah. driver said something similar where he said he came in and he knocked on the door. It was 8 a.m. and I had a brand new baby, by the way, so I look like a mess. And uh, he was saying how much he loves helping families that have newborns. And every time I call them, too, they always ask me how things are going and ask how they can help out. And I yep. think it's a really interesting piece because I feel like half of your marketing is just letting people know that you exist. And the other half is educating them on why cloth diapering is something that you can do. Because when I had my first son, we went, I mean, I have to be totally honest with everyone that's watching. I He was on formula and he was uh, on in regular diapers and he totally, he totally came out just fine. Um, <laughs> but with this, my second child, I thought, oh, I'm going to do things differently just for fun. 
but and it's so easy. But I feel like all of the marketing that's with the the disposable diapers, they make it feel like that's the natural choice. So, do you think that's going to be changing in the near future? Do you feel like this is going to be more of the obviously you're going to use a cloth diaper service and you're going to go cloth? It is definitely what I call an underground movement right now where certain families who know they're gonna cloth diaper or who are gonna try and do something more natural are researching on it on their own and they're finding us with little advertisement really. Um, we do a lot of Facebook ads, not ads, but lots of posts, etc. cetera. Um, but what I'm finding in the last month, I'm getting or we're getting phone calls from families who are saying, I just found you on Yelp or on a social media network and I never thought about using cloth, but can you tell me more? And that's happening so much more in this past year, which is really exciting. Um, hospitals, we're working, we're working with hospitals also to try and educate them on different options. So now hospitals are asking fam families to, let's say, raise your hand, who's gonna be using cloth? Who's using a disposable? What are you using? And just opening up a conversation about um, the diff different options out there. Well, that's interesting that you bring the hospitals up because that's another part. I mean, you're you are trained in the hospital to use disposable diapers. They send you home with a package of Pampers, which by the way, for whatever reason, this baby, uh when I when he was in the Pampers, I would be nauseous. And it's because I smelled the diapers. I don't know if it's just because of my pregnant senses, but yeah. they are scented. It's disgusting. Yeah. <laughs> And research says what you go home with um, at the hospital, you're more likely to buy when you go and shop for some for diapers, let's say, oh, that's what I got at the hospital, et cetera. So that's a really huge marketing sort of, um, uh, not ploy, but you know what I mean, like a way to get people in their certain brands. So are, is this you going approaching hospitals then and speaking to them directly or how is that change going to come about? Even even daycares, many yeah. daycares, you're not allowed to use cloth diapering. Yeah, you know, here in LA, the health code essentially says that you absolutely can use cloth diapers in a daycare center. The only thing is that when families come pick up those children, that they take those diapers with them. So you have to provide um, like a travel bag that that holds the diapers. Um, and that's really all the health code, what it says. So unfortunately, a lot of daycare centers don't accept them. But in LA, that's changing quite a bit because it's now a way to market to new eco-friendly families. We cloth diaper, bring your child to our center, et cetera. And that's changing quite frequently. Nice, well, and it's just about making things, I feel like half of the battle when you do environmentally friendly things are things that were not as convenient and people mm -hmm. created these disposables to, to, um, to replace it and to provide that convenience. But there's with technology and, and all sorts of fun stuff, you're able to really bring it back to that environmentally friendly cloth diapering thing that our parents grew up with even. 
And so anyway, I think half of the battle is just making sure that the marketing is close enough to the disposable diapers. So on that sense, I wanted to ask you about marketing to moms, because to be totally honest again with everyone, I was not the one that chose to use a cloth diaper service. I was just going to wash them myself, not excited about it, but was going to do it. And then my husband said, "Uh uh-uh, that's disgusting. I'm not going to do that. And so ultimately it was his decision. Do you see a lot of decisions being shared by parents? now or do you still think ultimately it's it's the mom that's making decisions for her children and what she purchases i would say 80 percent of our um, clients are women who seek us out first and then their husbands quickly follow most of our families um, are sort of united in their decision so that's great Um, we have a handful of dads who are the ones asking the questions about how our service works, et cetera, and where they'll come and do the demo on their own. Maybe their wife is um, working full time and can't come to the demo. Um, but that I, I would say it's still really the the wife or the woman or the mom who's making that decision. And how are you reaching her? Because you said you do a few Facebook posts and people seek you out. When I looked for a cloth diapering service, I put it in and search. I did the same thing in Los Angeles, but technically the way that I found you was through referral with um, Philosophy Mama. When I was just trying to figure out what I wanted to do with cloth diapers, I saw on Instagram a picture of her son wearing a cloth diaper and asked, what do you do for that? Yeah. And she said to talk to you. So is it referral? Is it search? Is it Facebook? What's most what's most popular we ask every client who comes through our doors how they hear from us and overwhelmingly um the three top are um like a google search the second is a referral by a friend etc and the third is like um, one of those like rating sites like rate your your business etc they find us that way interesting Well, and I know a lot of people are on the bandwagon of you have to be on every platform, but you guys literally have, I think the majority of your posts come from Facebook. And I thought that was interesting. I mean, is that something that you feel like you need to change in the future to be on all these different social media networks or are you really going to keep on just the Facebook? The Facebook. Absolutely. (laughs) We definitely change that. To be honest, we've grown so quickly that this girl here is the marketing, the um, overseer of everything with this business. Uh, so I'm really trying to hone in on how to do everything more efficiently. Um, so we have obviously hired out washing and receptionist work, but the social media, I still feel like I want to hold on to because I don't want it to be sort of too large that it loses its sense of what Lulu do is. And so right now, I'm really the one who's sort of um, working on social media and I am working with um, our web designer who she's really awesome. She gave me a really great foundation on how to tap into all these social social media outlets. Um, so it's on my to-do list to be on Instagram, <laughs> et cetera. I mean, we're, we're on there, but we just don't post as much as we should. Well, you know what I love about this, Sandy, is that uh, while you, you, know, you might need to be on there to get to the next level of growth, I, yep. the last, I feel like, five people that have been on the show have pretty much zero social presence, yet they are awesome. And Chelsea from um, Horse, Feather, uh, um, Horse Feather Jewelry, I think, I, 
I forget how, exactly what her URL is, but she came on YFE chat and said, you just have to kick ass on one platform, basically. And um. it's, it's just so funny to see all of you guys not really have this presence, and yet that's what's being beaten at us as, as entrepreneurs. You need to be everywhere, yet you guys have all expanded. I mean, that's the common thing between all of you is that you work really hard. You're all in charge of the marketing that you are doing, yet you're growing fast. And in that sense, Terry on the chat was asking when Lulu actually started. We started um, in 2010 officially, um, and honestly, back then we we did zero advertising, none at all. And and everyone who would call would say, "Oh, I haven't heard of you." And honestly, that was strategic because we didn't want to grow too fast. We really wanted to hone in on a perfect diaper service for the amount of clients that we had. Um, and so it wasn't until year two that we then went sort of opened the gates and ran to advertise, you know, locally, et cetera. Um, but that was really strategic because we felt that we're indebted to our clients and we really wanted to provide a service that w that worked, that was beautiful and clean and organic and all of those good things that you want for your baby. We wanted it to be that for everyone. And so we didn't grow as quickly as, you know, people would want us to, but it was really on purpose. Well, and you know, one of the things that I really appreciate what uh, you do is that you think about things differently. So you're not just copying exactly what Seattle does. You, It seems like what you did was listen to your customers and the people that you were serving. You were perfecting it by getting feedback because one of the things I saw on your Facebook page was that you're doing these, and I even showed a picture of it, you're, you drop the diapers off in uh, reusable bags too. Yep. Mm -hmm. Which yeah. is so funny because my diaper people give it to me in a plastic like garbage bag, which first yeah. of all, it sits on my doorstep. So everyone that drives by my house could be seeing this beautiful bag that's advertising their service. Mm -hmm. um, and also it kind of defeats the purpose of the zero waste of using the diapers. But I mm -hmm. mean, so is that something that you really consciously thought about getting feedback? Were you calling your customers? What was that process like? Absolutely. Um, we wanted to stand, um, sort of set ourselves apart from the competition. And I really feel that in order to do that, you have to be authentic with yourself. So yes, obviously, as a smart businesswoman, I looked at what our competition was doing. And that was really it. And then after that, I really let it go. Um, I remember once watching something on the own network where Oprah said something like, if you're constantly looking at what your competition is doing, you're not looking ahead at what you should be doing. So it was an eye opener for me and I thought, of course. So what would I want as a mom, an eco-friendly mom who's modern, who is sort of young and still vibrant and has really awesome kids, what would I want in a diaper service? So it included organic diapers, it included reusable bags, cute prints, etc. So that's what I think we offer our clients. I love that you named one of your business resources as being Oprah. <laughs> That's awesome. So Sandy, as far as uh, the part of getting started, this is what I am really interested in. I mean, this is a very large business. This is a very um, 
a what I see as a capital intensive business because you have both retail where it looks like you're stocking products. It looks yeah. like you have a retail space. It looks like you have a retail. warehouse. So mm-hmm. I mean, as far as getting started, you st- did you start with all of those things at just a smaller scale, and then did you need um, did you do any type of fundraising to actually get this off the ground? Um, so yes, we did. We didn't start small. Essentially, using like home laundering machines, which some services do, we felt that in order to be viable in this industry, we had to hit it hard. So. Really, we did invest a lot of money in huge machines um, that would allow us to grow into our business. Um, That was really strategic, but we did keep it simple. So all we offered were pre-folds and a simple cover. And then um, we would go into people's homes because we felt that's how people would get to know us and then talk about us to their families or friends. Um, So that was really strategic. That was probably the first two years. And then after that, we realized, well, you know, having different options is also great. So we brought in a huge line of covers. Um, That was the second phase. And the third phase is which what we're in now, and we're starting to manufacture our own um, pre-folds, which we've actually been doing to, to save on costs, but we're manufacturing our own fitted diapers our own travel bags and our own um, covers currently. So that's the sec- the third phase in our business. Wow, and did you have all of those phases mapped out from the very beginning or was this kind of going as you, I mean, is this on the fourth year you see this is gonna be the next phase? Um, it wasn't initially mapped out, but obviously um, funds are a big um, obstacle sometimes. So. Once we, we've known what we've wanted to do, and as soon as we're able to jump on it, um, we then put it into action. And then as far as uh, getting like the delivery going, how did you get that started? I mean, did you have any, first of all, did you have any experience in any of this? Nothing. It sounds like a nothing. lot of it was research, so nothing, okay. And then... Um, sure in my previous life. So I, only, I taught elementary school students, had no business background whatsoever. Um, and I really just started from what I wanted to provide for my, my clients. And I remember I used to do all the washing and the driving, I would say the first three or four months. And I remember we needed to hire out a driver. And I told my husband, I don't, I don't think I can do that. They're not going to know how to get to Maria Redden's house in Manhattan Beach because she lives in this cul-de-sac. And he's like, you've got to release it. She, he'll find Maria Redden's house. In <laughs> That's awesome. So, so for yeah. three months, you were doing literally everything then? Everything myself, And yeah. now, I mean, with that, with that happening, did you have two children then or did you just t- still have the one? I had Amelie, but um, I want to say six months, no, no, nine months after I was pregnant. So kind of, yeah. So right when I launched Lulu Do, actually, no, you're right. When I launched Lulu Do, I had just given birth to my second child, Danny, and he was born three months premature. So I was actually in the hospital giving birth when we launched. So kids are not an excuse, people. (laughs) <laughs> that's awesome and you know we talked to someone else from los angeles that you might know too um she's friends with i found her through philosophy mama too i find every cool person i know through her um 
She was, uh, she, they do cookie dough, and right now the name is just uh, totally lost in my mind, but she was saying something very similar, where they were waiting for the right time to start their business, and then they ended up starting the business, ex- like, right when they had a baby. So <laughs> yeah. It's so funny how that happens. But so yeah. the delivery, it sounds like, was something that you were doing yourself, so you kind of learned how to do that, and then you ended up hiring. Did you hire an employee, or did you contract that out? Um, no, we hired... Um, our first employee, I would say six months in, um, and it was always family or friends because we didn't have, you know, the infrastructure to hire out, or I didn't, I didn't know how to hire out an employee. So at that point, we hired my brother and my cousin, etc. But now we have full-on employees, two receptionists. Actually, one is starting on Monday. I'm super excited about that. Um, two receptionists. We have five employees in the back and we have two full-time drivers and one that's starting tomorrow as a part-timer. Wow. Congratulations, Sandy. That's, that is so inspiring. The idea that you were an elementary school teacher, you had a child and you said, this is a good idea. I want to get it started. And rather than giving, waiting for someone to give you permission to get going, you just went ahead and got started. I love that. So for other moms that are doing the same thing, they're maybe getting a product line going. You know, one of the things that I did when I was looking into cloth diapering, like the second I found out I was pregnant, uh, was I did a bunch of searches on YouTube and I found all of these women that were um, that were talking about cloth diapering and figuring things out and they were sewing their own. So I know there's a huge, huge marketplace around this, this industry. Yeah. How do they get recognized by someone like yourself that has an actual retail space that sells the, the covers? And what makes you wanna cover or to carry a mom created product? Actually, the people that have contacted me personally are the ones that I I really sort of research and then try on my, or then children who were still in, in diapers. Um, but it's really that sort of personal um, connection that I really appreciate. Currently, we carry a couple of work-at-home mom diapers. The problem with carrying them in a retail space is they have to be CPSI certified, if I'm saying that right. Yeah, there's a certification that has to happen to make sure that they're tested, they don't have lead, et cetera, all these things. Um, And that's probably the biggest hurdle that work at home moms have. And the ones that we carry have to have that certification and we do carry some of them. Interesting. And now uh, I want to ask about uh, a couple other things before I let you go. But Callie was in the chat and she's asking what some of the struggles and roadblocks you faced were. I mean, you got started. Did everything just fall into place perfectly? Or was there any time where maybe someone came out and said you're doing this wrong or maybe something like, I don't know. Any One of the main hurdles I would say we had was Funding is number one, and number two was um, permits. No one knows what a diaper service is or how it works or how it should be categorized. So it took us a full year of nonsense <laughs> to try and get this business up and running. I almost threw in the towel because, you know, the city of LA is horrible when it comes to that. Um, but in the end, it all worked out. But funding was, I would say, the the huge, huge. It, with a new business, especially of this caliber, no one wants to lend you money. They don't know who you are. They don't know how viable you're going to be. Did you so get those started? Were two major ones. 
did you get started with permits or did you just get going and then try and figure it out along the way? No, we absolutely waited until we had that fully going. Um, I just couldn't take a chance on a little baby. I know my product worked. I knew that I could sanitize it properly, but without those permits, you know, the city can come and shut you down. Or if there's a complaint and there isn't all of this cert certification, you can be in big trouble. So, so the I people that start from their home, do they have permits? Probably not. And that's probably something that's huge in our industry. I feel that um, you should, especially if you're accepting money um, from a family who's entrusting their baby with your product, that it should be, you know, as legitimate as possible. And now, did you start with Capital too, or was this something you were bootstrapping from your own savings? Yeah, we, we had it. We had all the money came from what we had sort of gathered and, and, and invested literally our whole life into this business. So it was really interesting because I pitched the idea to my husband, who's a really amazing man, but I didn't realize how amazing he was until he fully cashed out his retirement, every single penny that he's ever saved. And he literally handed me a check and said, go for it. So oh you could imagine. Oh, yeah. Love stories like that, uh, that your husband definitely trusts you and has faith in what you're able to do. So and as far as fundraising goes and raising money, when you expanded, is that something that you had any issues with? Did you have to go to a bank? Did you go to investors? As of now, everything that we have in this business is really debt free. So what we've done in these past four years is invert every single, um, you know, profit that we've ever made back into the business. I would say it's just now <laughs> year four that we're actually keeping some of it for ourselves. <laughs> uh, we're taking our first family trip in the next two weeks and we're finally go going away to, um, a nice, well-deserved vacation. Um, but yes, everything is going back into the business or was going back in, into the business. Wow, congrats, Sandy, on that. I mean, after four years, you say after, you know, all of four years, but I mean, in that time, a lot of businesses fold. So that's incredible that you're able to do that already is what I see it as. And, the, uh, you know, the other point that I was wondering with that, you talked about the woman in Santa Barbara that you acquired her business. Is that a contact that yeah. you reached out to personally or did she reach out to you? And what was the reason behind the relationship from the beginning? She reached out to me and she wanted to know about our business model and how we got our machines. And I had mentioned that actually Seattle Diaper Service had given us a contact for um, for machinery, for laundering equipment. So I gave her the contact and we kept in touch. Um, she came to visit here with her family. And actually, since Hannah's come to visit, um, Heather from New York and a couple of clients who have moved away, um, one actually who's moving to Canada just said, hey, can we set up a meeting because I might want to open something like this in Canada? I said, absolutely. Wow. I love the support that your industry is giving one another. So my last question for you, Sandy, and thank you so much. We've gone a little bit over on this, but you are just so inspirational. And I cannot believe that you've done all of this yourself. I look at you and I just think I thought for sure that you had to have gotten some type of like 
big VC, uh, you know, some kind of investment. But no, that's awesome. So, um, Cindy, what advice would you give to another mompreneur that's interested in starting a similar business where it's, you know, it's a larger, um, something larger to take on? It's not necessarily something that you can just start from your home. You might need some capital there to get started. Well, I would say if, if you find that your research points you to it being viable, then I would say go for it. Um, many new moms sort of will say, well, I want to open up, you know, an eco-friendly place, whatever, for children. But there may be 10 in the city already. Um, something like a diaper service is, yes, it's hard to get started because there is a lot of capital that you need. But at the same time, there isn't a lot of competition, right? So I think if you sort of look at it in that way, then you'll probably be more profitable in the long run because the competition won't won't be there. Nice. Or not as much, I should say. Well, Sandy, thank you so much for joining us tonight and for giving us so much awesome advice and getting um, for giving us a sneak peek behind what ha- what's happening within your business. Where can everyone find out more about Lulu Do uh, Organic Cloth Diapering? Ah, you can visit us on our website, which um, um, we're going to start shooting a bunch of really cool videos. And um, we have a little studio kind of set up in our back room here. Um, but luludu.com is where you can visit us. And I'm going to put this out there, Jennifer. Visit us on Instagram and Twitter because we're going to be more active. <laughs> awesome. I'm so excited. And you know what is funny that you mentioned the videos is that I actually yeah. learned how to cloth diaper from your website. <laughs> we got the cloth diapers and we were like, well, what the hell do we do with these? <laughs> and because oh, no. our... Our service, no videos, and it's kind of like it's still in the 80s on their website. So I was so excited when Philosophy Mama said something about you. I'm like, oh, my gosh, I now know how to actually do this. I love it. Thank you so much. So check back with us. We'll have plenty more for you to see. Awesome. All right. Well, thank you so much, Sandy. Thanks. All right, everyone, so you've been watching Sandy of Lulu Do Diapering. Um, it's luludo.com, and again, make sure that you check out our website, especially if cloth diapering is something that you're interested in. How inspiring was she, too? I cannot believe that she started this with her savings and that her husband is so supportive of her, and I cannot believe that she's already all the way up in Santa Barbara. It's crazy. It's so much work, but so impressed. So anyway, you've been watching Wifey Chat Live, the live show that happens every Thursday at 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 p.m. Eastern. We're heading back up to Seattle next Thursday, so make sure that you join us on YFELive.com next Thursday. Makerspace, the co-founders, there are two friends that started a co-working space in Seattle, and it's recently, same with Sandy, they've expanded into another space, so they're growing just as quick as her, and they, too, have a very interesting social media presence, so I'm really excited to talk to them, hope to see you back here next Thursday. Thanks, everyone. Have a fantastic weekend.